When in seasons of doubt, what should a woman believe? God is faithfully working in our lives each day. Remember that when God tells you no in life, He has the better thing in store for you. Trust in the promise that God working all things together for your good is true. Hold fast to the promises that He has made in Scripture. All right, welcome to Unshaken. I'm your host, Julie Van Warmer, and I'm super excited that you're here to join us. Today is episode 174, and we are continuing our little mini-series that we've been doing on the podcast. We have been focusing on some attributes of God, and they're peppered here and there throughout our different episodes. Um, we had one a couple of weeks ago where we talked about how God is gracious, and um, we are going to stop and think about how God is in all kinds of ways, his attributes. And we really need to do this so we understand who God is and know him better is really why we're doing this. Today, we're going to be doing that with my guest. So, hey, without further ado, let me introduce you to my guest, Jules Bartlett. Jules, it is great to have you on today. Thanks, Julie. It's great to be here. Uh, You've been on before, Mm -hmm. a couple weeks ago, actually. (laughs) Yes. All right. So, I know that um, our listeners may have listened to that episode, so they may know this question, the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. You know, like, what do you, who do you live with and what do you do all day? Well, I live with my husband, Jacob, and my day really depends on what's going on in the life of the church. Uh, My husband is on staff at our church, and so I do many different things all day. We serve in the college group at church, so a lot of my time is spent with being with students. I care for my home, have women over plan different events. I enjoy the busyness of my days. Okay. One thing about Jules is um, that she helps with the college group. You and your husband lead the mm-hmm. college group, are part of the leaders. I think there's a group of people. Yes. Am I right? Yes. Okay. Yep. And you planned a really fun event that you actually hosted at my house. Like you came to my house with mm-hmm. the college group. And so you made these really fun drinks. Yes. Tell them about those drinks. They're called Italian sodas. So fancy. Um, So you take club soda and like a flavor syrup like raspberry, and then you add heavy whipping cream, actually, Mm. and you put whipped cream on top and a cherry. Mm. I did take the idea from one of our drinks and desserts. Oh. From... Okay. Um... We did like a sourdough night, and Abby Folk is the one who came up with that. But so I shout out to it. Abby if you're yes. listening. Those were really fun. It was. A, they're <clears> really good. <laughs> they are good, and they're fun. And it's one of my favorite things that happens in our college group at church is it is not always the exact same. Like they have, you have college group, you have like um, events that are always happening, mm-hmm. right? But there's just fun things peppered in and out of it. And I think that makes it enjoyable and easy to bring a friend. And Mm -hmm. that was like Cinco de Mayo night. Yes, it was. Okay. All right. Well, Cinco de Mayo. (laughs) Now I want to go get chips and salsa. Mm. I just want to go to the restaurants and just eat chips and salsa, but (laughs) I should order something. Which brings me to my next question. If you could travel anywhere, would you go to Cancun? Is that where you'd go? Where would you go? Where would you go if you could go somewhere? Jacob and I would love to go to Turkey one day. Turkey? Yes, we would really enjoy going to the places where Apostle Paul went Ah. and his journeys to different churches. Uh, We would definitely go for a few weeks so that way we could really see things. Yeah, because I feel like you would almost need a month. 
yeah. to see everything you wanted to see. Mm-hmm. And if you're going over there with a passport and the cost of a flight, you might yeah, as well might as well live it up, make it worthwhile. <laughs> yeah, I think Italy would be really cool to go to. Yes, someday I'm going to really go to cool. Italy. Mm-hmm. I think Hawaii would also be really fun to go to. I'm putting some. My husband never listens to the podcast, but I'm putting some, sh- you know, shout outs out there. <laughs> Italy, that's right. That's right. I should put it, put it on slow on his on his Spotify at night, so he listens. No, I'm just teasing. Oh, so funny. Um, one day we are going to go. Uh, we, uh, we do go on trips, but mm-hmm. my husband and I have been talking about going on some kind of a fun trip yeah, coming up. So be it'll great. be good to do that, and I think it's good to do that if you can. Mm-hmm. Um, most of our trips have been camping. Yeah. Because when fun. you have kids, it's just hard to spend a lot of money or a lot of people use the Airbnbs, Yeah, which is a great idea. Mm-hmm. So I think you could probably Airbnb it in Turkey. Oh, yeah. They, are, they do have Airbnbs. Yeah. Or a hostel. No, not a hostel. Is that what I you call know. them? <laughs> do you call them hostels? Yeah. Okay. For a minute, I was thinking of like being mad. <laughs> hostel. But so that's, I don't know. <sighs> okay. Anyway, let's get on to the topic of the day. Okay. Um, so Jules, today, you know, you're going to be sharing with us another attribute of God. Um, I'm really looking forward to hear about this and you're going to be talking about how God is faithful to us. So uh, first off, thank you for coming on and sharing. And I am really excited to hear what you have to say. Thank you. Thank you. We redid our backyard this summer and we were finally ready to set up our new patio with a table and chairs for outdoor eating. So I began searching on Facebook Marketplace for a patio table. I knew exactly what I wanted and could envision the space in my head. I really didn't want to spend anything more than $30. And even that seemed a little bit too much for me. I am someone who loves a good deal. And so I figured I could probably talk somebody down less than $30. A few days into my search, I finally found a table that I was looking for a big circular table that we could fit a lot of chairs around. I messaged the lady and she messaged back saying the table was available. So I messaged back quickly that I was very interested. We made arrangements for me to pick it up and she said it worked out great because the person who was supposed to come didn't end up coming. It was all coming together and I was super excited for this table. Well, she messaged back a couple hours later and she said she was so sorry But the person who was supposed to come get the table eventually did show up, and so the table was no longer available. I was super bummed, and so I texted my husband, and I told him that the table wasn't available anymore. And he responded with, well, God has something better for us then. And I knew that this was true, but but I still was quite disappointed. I didn't really see how we were possibly going to find another table at such a good price. But the very next day, I was on my way to have brunch with some ladies at a friend's house. And I was driving to my friend's house, and her neighbor had a patio table out on the side of the road. I quickly pulled over and parked. I ran over to it, and it was the exact type of patio table that I was looking for, and in great condition. It was identical to the one that the lady was selling on Facebook Marketplace. I immediately called my husband and I said, God has given us the better thing. I knew that it was better, that this was the better thing that God had in store for me. And it was the same table that I would have wanted. But instead of paying $30 for it, we got it for free. God knew my desire and perfectly provided for me. 
Our patio table is now nicely set up in our backyard for us to enjoy for the rest of the summer. I share this story because this is just one example of God displaying His faithfulness in our lives each and every day. In our time together, we will be looking at God's attribute, faithful. My hope is that from this time, we would grow to have eyes to see God's faithfulness to us in our everyday lives, and that in response, we would be faithful ourselves. In order to see how God is faithful, we must first define God's faithfulness. Scripture speaks on God's faithfulness in many different places. One verse that I think sums up what it means for God to be faithful is Joshua 21:45, which reads, Not one of the good promises which the Lord had made to the house of Israel failed. All came to pass. This is the definition we will be basing our time on. God being faithful means that every promise He makes will come to pass. None will fail. Whenever we are thinking about God, we don't want to think of Him as similar to us. So when looking at God's faithfulness, we don't want to insert how we are faithful or at times not faithful and put that on God and His faithfulness. We are not perfectly faithful by any means. Our faithfulness can quickly change as our circumstances change. If we are having a really bad day, it is easy for us to not be faithful in the work that we have to do. But if we got enough sleep, had enough time to drink our morning coffee while it's hot, and read our Bible, then we are faithful and work really hard at the things that God has given us to do. We constantly change. Our faithfulness changes with our circumstances, our emotions, and even depending on the people around us. But this is not God. He remains perfectly faithful at all times. Nothing has or ever will change God's faithfulness. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And this includes all of his attributes. Nothing about God will shift nor change. God's faithfulness is not only seen in answering our prayers. And while this may be a big part of seeing God's faithfulness in our lives, this is not the only means in which God shows his faithfulness to his people. Of course, we want to be praying and asking God for specific things, to be seeing God answer prayers in real and powerful ways. But my hope is that from our time, we will see how God is faithful in all areas of our lives, to see Him working and providing in ways we never even thought about praying for. I enjoyed studying Hebrews as part of our church's small group study this past year. One of the passages that challenged me in Hebrews was Hebrews 10, 23-24, which reads, Let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to encourage one another in love and good deeds. Let's take a closer look at these two verses. It starts out with, let us hold fast to the confession of our hope. Well, what is our hope? Jesus Christ, our Savior. If we have confessed Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of our lives, we have great hope in Him. Our hope is not in our good circumstances or the people around us, but in Christ. As we hold fast to Christ, who is our hope, we can go through life no matter the circumstances without wavering. Still looking at verse 23, it starts out with the word for, or in other words, it can read, 
because he who promised is faithful. The reason we cannot waver when holding fast to Christ is because he who promised is faithful. So why would we take on this challenge of holding fast to our hope? This is hard, and it brings many challenges. It is hard to hold fast. It is hard to not waver. And so why would we do this? It is because God is the one who has promised. God is the one that is faithful. God is faithful to all the promises that he makes to his children. And in the following verse, verse 24, it tells us what we are to do because of this. It brings another challenge to us that because God is faithful to his promises, we are to consider how to encourage one another in love and good deeds. We see that because of God's faithfulness, we are to be faithful to those around us by encouraging them and doing good deeds. Now, these two verses stuck out to me because as we studied this chapter in Hebrews, I was thinking a lot about God's faithfulness. I have seen God's faithfulness to me so much more these past two years than I ever have since becoming a Christian. I became a Christian my freshman year of college, and I met my husband our sophomore year. We dated our junior year of college and were married after the fall semester of our senior year in December 2020. We were a COVID wedding, and we were blessed to be able to have the ceremony inside and not outside like so many other COVID weddings. When my husband and I first got married, I was very expectant that we would get pregnant right away. God had really changed my heart in how I view children. They are a blessing from Him. And I was looking forward to getting pregnant and growing our family. Well, it has been over two years, and we have yet to get pregnant. And although I have seen God's faithfulness to me in this season, I did not always have this mindset. This time has been challenging, fighting my sin and fighting to trust God. But as I have turned to God in this season, I have grown to have eyes to see His faithfulness to me. God is not withholding without purpose. God is faithful, and for those who are in Christ Jesus, He will work all things for our good. This is His promise, and we can trust it because every promise He makes will come to pass. None will fail. So, for the remainder of our time, I would like to share three points that I have learned in this season of life. These three points are, God's faithfulness is not dependent on our circumstances. God's faithfulness is seen when our eyes are watching for it, and God's faithfulness should spur us on to be faithful. First, God's faithfulness is not dependent on our circumstances. Our circumstances will change. There will be good times and hard times. These changing times are not a reflection of God's faithfulness ebbing and flowing along with the changes of our life. God remains faithful at all times. Even in the midst of what we would say are the hardest times, God is faithful in those. He will remain true to His promises. He will bring about good in all circumstances. He will work all things together for the good of those who love Him. He will be faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins. Even in the midst of trials, sins, and sicknesses, God will remain faithful now and forevermore. I remember about a year ago now, I was really struggling with not being pregnant, 
And I remember praying and asking and questioning why God was withholding this blessing from my husband and I. I began thinking things like, I have done all of these things, yet I don't have a baby. You say children are a blessing, so why have you not blessed us in this way? Why have you ignored my prayers? I was bitter and angry at God. I realized that I felt entitled to having a baby, and I felt that because God had not given us a baby when I wanted, that he was not being faithful to us. But this is a lie from Satan. I was allowing my circumstances and feelings to determine God's character. This is dangerous. We must look to Scripture to be our foundation for the truth of who God is. And Scripture is clear that God is faithful and that He is working all things together for the good of those who love Him, that all His promises will come to pass. So how have you allowed your circumstances or emotions to determine God's faithfulness to you? As a young woman looking to get married, Do you feel that God is less faithful to you because your friends are getting married and you aren't even dating anyone? To the mother, do you feel that God is less faithful to you because your day is filled with many mundane tasks instead of a career you always imagined you would have? Or that God is less faithful to your family because you have children that are not following the Lord? As an older woman, do you feel that God is less faithful to you because your children or grandchildren live further away, or because your husband's health is declining quicker than you imagined it would. We must remember that in our circumstances, whether good or bad, God's faithfulness is constant. He is working all things together for the good of those who love Him. My second point, God's faithfulness is seen when our eyes are watching for it. We can look in the midst of our trials and see God's faithfulness to us. But this requires us to train our eyes to look for it, to be willing to see the blessings around us and give thanks to God for them. How have you seen God forgive your sins? It states in Scripture that God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. How have you seen Him give you strength so that you are able to do all things in Him? His word says that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. How have you seen God provide a way of escape in your temptations? 1 Corinthians 10.13 says that he will not tempt us beyond our means, but always provide a way of escape. How have you seen God answer your prayers? All of these things are God faithfully working in our everyday lives. And we can see God's faithfulness when we are mindful to open our eyes and see Him working. As God changed my heart to be humble and honest about how I felt about not having children, I began to challenge myself to say something that I was thankful for each day in the midst of this season of life. I didn't want to be in this season of life. I was not thankful for where God had placed me. Like I said, I was bitter and angry at God. But I knew that I needed to be obedient when it says in Scripture to be thankful in all circumstances. And so I challenged myself to this goal of saying something I was thankful for each day, even if I didn't feel thankful for it. I knew that God had given me great blessings each day because He is faithful and that I needed to give thanks to Him for those blessings. And as I did this, God changed my heart. 
Over time, I began to have eyes to see how God was faithful to me each day. Sometimes it was little things like God showing me a beautiful sunset or allowing me to find a great deal on something that I had been wanting. And other times I saw the opportunities that God had given me in this season with no children, like getting to go on the spring break trip with our church's college group. I began to be content and joyful with where God had placed me. Now, I'm not saying that there aren't days where it's still hard to be contentful, content and thankful, but my eyes have been open to seeing God's faithfulness to me in my everyday life. This leads to joy and contentment no matter my circumstances because I can see God caring and loving me each day. Do you give thanks to God for the things that He has given you and the ways that He is working in your life? Are you able to see the ways He is working around you? Have you shut your eyes to God's faithfulness due to anger and bitterness? We must be watching and mindful for the ways God is displaying His faithfulness in our lives. There are so many ways He is working. Let us see them and give thanks to Him. Now, we looked at how God's faithfulness is not dependent on our circumstances and how we can have eyes to see God's faithfulness in our day-to-day lives. Now let us look at our final point. My third and final point is that God's faithfulness should spur us on to be faithful. This comes from knowing that God is faithful to us and seeing His faithfulness every day in our lives, and therefore us going out and being faithful to Him knowing God will supply all that we need to do the work He has called us to. Seeing the faithfulness of God should draw us to share it with others, encouraging them to see God's faithfulness and to be faithful in return. If we go back to our Hebrews passage, it says, And let us consider how to encourage one another in love and good deeds. So I would encourage and challenge you to love the people around you. Consider how to encourage them in love and good deeds. Who can you encourage today? Send a text or write a note to someone. Do the work that God has called you to do today. In Ephesians, it says that we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we should walk in them. So go and do the good work. God is faithful, and so He does have good works for us to do each day. In whatever circumstances you are in, choose to do the good work to the glory of God. Because I do not have children of my own yet, I am able to invest more time in other people's children. It is a joy getting to spend time with so many different children in our church. To get to be a part of teaching them about God, I spend time meeting with college women in our church, investing in our college group. It is a joy to see how God is working in each of their lives as such a crucial and fun part of life. I love getting to teach the three-year-olds at our church's ministry called Kid to Kid, hearing them each month all shockingly realize and tell each other that they are indeed three too. He has given me so many opportunities to use the time I have to serve the church and those around me. And while at times I may feel like I would rather be doing other work like caring for a baby, God's will for me is exactly where I am at, and I need to be faithful in the good works that He has given me to do now.
How are you being faithful in the season of life you are in? To the single woman, use your time in school or work to share the gospel with your classmates or coworkers. Build foundational habits now in praying and reading God's word each day. Young mothers, joyfully and heartily do the work of caring for your home and your little ones. Faithfully read the Bible with your children. Pray with them and for them each day. Older women, teach the younger women around you a helpful life skill. Invite some college women over to make pie. An older woman did this for me, and I still use the recipe she shared with me. Continue to serve the church. Share the wisdom that God has given you. These are just a few ways we can be faithful no matter the season of life we are in. God is faithfully working in our lives each day. Remember that when God tells you no in life, He has the better thing in store for you. Trust in the promise that God working all things together for your good is true. Hold fast to the promises that He has made in Scripture. Just as God perfectly gave the better thing in a free patio table to me, He is working more powerfully to give us the better thing in our lives each and every day. I am so thankful for the ways that God has been faithful to me in the past two years. He has been so good to me. My hope is that each of us would see God's faithfulness no matter our circumstance, that we would have eyes to see His faithfulness in our everyday lives, and that we would be faithful in all things, representing our God who is faithful. Hmm, wow. I just want to pause and say, wow, thank you, thank you, thank you. It is really good to pause and think about these character qualities of God, these attributes, because sometimes we don't like dive in and separate, you know, break them apart, dissect them. Mm -hmm. And I love how you dissected them into those three major points about God's faithfulness. So I wanted to kind of like repeat those for a minute, and then I'm going to tell you my favorite one, okay? So God's faithfulness is not dependent upon our circumstances, which is biblical. I mean, that might actually be a part of a verse somewhere in the Bible, because it is true. It really is. God's faithfulness is seen when your eyes are watching for it, and God's faithfulness should spur us on to be more faithful. So my favorite of these three, they're all really, really helpful, but my favorite is God's faithfulness is seen when your eyes are watching for it. I can list for you right now, Jules, 15 or 20 things I see God doing. And, you know, I, and that's just a very small portion of what God is actually doing. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it spurs me on. But sometimes I'm blinded by my sin and I don't see those things. So I like how you're challenging us in many ways, but especially to be, have our eyes open to see what God is actually doing. And you all said this theme of being thankful again, which I think is really powerful for women, anyone everybody, not just women, to be thankful. That is really, really helpful. Those are both really good. All three of those topics are good, all three of your points. And they're good for us because they're very practical. So would you, thanks for coming on today. And would you pray for us? Yes, I'd love to. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the ways that you are at work in each of our lives. I thank you that you are a God who is faithful to his children. Lord, help us to have eyes to see the ways you are working. May we hold on to the promises of Scripture, trusting in your faithfulness no matter our circumstance. Thank you for giving us strength through your Spirit to be faithful in the work that you have given each of us to do. We praise you, Father, for your goodness and faithfulness. 
May we praise you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, it's time for this episode's Tiny Tidbit. A Tiny Tidbit is a small, tiny piece of information that can help you in a really big way. Today's Tiny Tidbit is brought to you from Jenny Pollock. Jenny, you have a cleaning tip for us today, don't you? Right. It's really elaborate and okay. maybe expensive. I am so ready for an <laughs> elaborate, expensive idea here. No, it really isn't. It's use your broom. I, <laughs> I love it. Yes, I have a lot of hardwood floors. I do have a nice vacuum that does clean my floors, but I found my broom is my favorite go-to or even switching between the two. But my broom can get in the crevices. Yeah. And there's like, sometimes there's cobwebs that get caught between the, the cabinets and the floors. So that gets that out. We do the corners. You can get under things. Yep. You can do the edges. I take it along the baseboards. So yep. the broom. And it's quick when you use the broom to yeah. do those baseboards. You're not bending over. It's a quick corner. And yeah. And they're not expensive. No. <laughs> no. Although it is, I have found that buying a little nicer broom is helpful. Oh, yeah. So like I remember getting the brooms at like, the Dollar General store, and I don't know, they're like four bucks or something, but they kind of eventually come apart. But getting oh. a real broom that's maybe, you know, 12 bucks, $14, maybe even 20 bucks is really well worth it. And I love brooms that have the dustpan that sticks to them. Yes, that's so helpful. That is a must. I still lose it whenever. <laughs> you set it down yes. somewhere and have to look for it. Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> you need a tiny tidbit on that. That's right. How to keep your... <laughs> your dustpan connected so that's good and you know what sometimes those simple tools that we we always get the more fancy or always want the more fancy thing sometimes the simple thing works the best it does it really does yep that's good 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 words all right thank you jenny you're welcome all right hey thanks for listening uh join us for another great episode next week also, don't forget to follow or like us on Instagram or Facebook. You can find us at Women of the Word CTW for some great content each and every day of the week. Also, you can find us unshaken on any of your favorite podcast directories. So go and subscribe now. You can find us on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Podbean. Okay, honestly, wherever you listen to podcasts, we are probably there. Um, we drop a new episode each and every Thursday and I would love for you to keep listening. You can also reach out to me at unshakenpsalm622 at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you about, I don't know, ideas you have for future episodes or maybe how an episode has impacted you in some way. Um, and remember, when everything around you is shaken, you can stand unshaken because of our rock and our fortress, because of God. Until next time. <laughs>